0: Blob Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the eye of Hurricane Florence, it's the Fourth and Inches show <laughs> with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, you, uh, back. You're, just, you're back, your your voice, you're on a little bit of a limited voice count or snap count this week. But, yeah, uh, I'm,
1: gonna, I'm on a bit of a
0: snap count this week. week. So I'll, I'll take the usual uh, injury duties, uh, that Jana usually takes, but um, anyway, um, you can find us at um, you know on social media. You can find me at uh, the, the Facebook, the Fantasy Football Sherpa webpage at um, fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find Jana at jkin16. Um, and, yep. and you can find uh, the 4th and Inches show Twitter handle um, and what about what else am I forgetting?
1: fantasyfootballsherpa.com. dot com.
0: Oh yeah, That's how could stuff. I forget? I, I know. Forget. So, it's your baby. So how, how did your that uh, is my baby? Sometimes uh, stepchild, I guess, but uh, for the most part, <laughs> uh, we have a love love relationship. So how how was your we uh, opening week of the season?
1: Um, not bad. It was. You know, we had a, we had a couple of bumps in the road. Things things did not fare as well for Atlanta as I thought maybe they were going to. <laughs> so I think no, uh, I went. Not. I I won. Three teams won. Two teams lost. One of them was so close, but you know I'm I might get over it eventually.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a little bit the opposite of me. I think I was two and three with the one loss coming in a league where I got locked out of the website and before I couldn't put James Connor in my starting lineup and. Well, yeah, I'm not oh. sure if that would have made the difference, but it was like a 20-point margin, and I think the guy I would have subbed him in for Lamar Miller that would have been close. But uh, anyway, in in terms yeah. of our own picks last week, the game picks uh, not too great. I think we were both eight, seven, and one. You know, we disagreed on three games: the Cincinnati Indy game I got right, the Pittsburgh Cleveland game was a push, and the Arizona Washington game you got right. So uh, we're both hoping for better things in uh, week two here.
1: Onward and upward, right?
0: Yes. So, why don't we, (laughs) uh, speaking of onward and upward, uh, why don't we get right into some injuries um, and waiver wire pickups, uh, starting with our beloved running back. Devonta Freeman has a knee injury. He's questionable for this week. Leonard Cornette, hamstring injury, also questionable. Rex Burkhead, concussion, questionable. Marshawn Lynch, shoulder injury, questionable. Marlon Mack with Indianapolis has a hamstring injury. Uh, Sony Michelle with um, New England still uh, nursing the knee injury. Garrett Blunt uh, had a pretty nasty-looking knee injury in the game Monday night against the Jets. Yeah, that
1: did not look good.
0: No, Darren Sproles showed up on the injury report today with a hamstring injury. And uh, probably not too many of you carrying much less starting Jeremy Hill in your fantasy leagues. But uh, in case you were in a really deep league or in a league where you were only able to start running backs that used to play for Cincinnati, you probably uh, know that he's <laughs> a on very specific or, league.
1: But I bet it exists.
0: <laughs> yeah, it probably does somewhere. Uh, that he's out for the season, uh, so you don't want uh, him anywhere near your fantasy team. So. In terms of guys you yeah. should be looking at, um, the waiver wire, I guess it goes without saying, if you're in a league that somehow hasn't allowed transactions yet since the preseason and you're just getting your first crack at the waiver wire this week, then obviously James Connor, Adrian Peterson et al. would be at the top of the list. But main guy that i want to call out if um, he's not already taken in your league would be Austin Eckler, who had a nice deal yeah. for the Chargers. Um, even in defeat against Kansas City. He's got a tasty matchup this week against Buffalo. TJ Elvin, not the ideal matchup against New England, but if Leonard Fournette can't go, he's somebody that you should look at picking up. Philip Lindsay, the other half of the rookie running back tandem with Denver, has a nice matchup against Oakland this week. James White, who seems to be the only healthy running back these days in New England, has a Not a great matchup against Jacksonville this week. But again, if you're really desperate on the waiver wire, somebody to consider. He's a good pass catching back, too. Blue with Houston against Tennessee. Javorius Allen against Cincinnati. And Jalen Richard uh, against uh, Denver. Not ideal matchups, any of those. But uh, hey, if it's early in the season, you're in a deep league and you're down a back, uh, those are guys you'd want to consider.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could be worse for sure.
0: So, um, moving on to wide receivers, then we've got uh, DeAndre Hopkins showed up on the injury report today with a foot injury. Uh, Doug We're Baldwin mid-season in midseason four. <laughs> yeah, Doug Baldwin, Seattle had an injury to one knee going into last week's game. Lo and behold, he injured the other knee in the opener, um, and he's listed as doubtful for this coming week. Alshon Jeffrey. Definitely not
1: good if you don't have two legs. That's a a bad sign.
0: Tough tough sport if you're uh, playing on one leg. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Philadelphia, missed week one, still shoulder bothering, and he's going to miss week two as well. Marquise Goodwin, who everybody was touting is Jimmy Garoppolo's favorite target going into week one, has a quad injury, so you might want to uh, be wary of starting him. Corey Davis showed up on the injury report with a hamstring injury. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, nice game week one. Concussion, maybe not somebody you want to start week two, even if they weren't playing against Philadelphia's defense. Uh, Quincy Nunwa had a nice uh, uh, week one game, uh, kind of coming back from the neck injury he had last year. Had a nice game against mm-hmm. the Lions, but he's on the injury report with some um uh, hurt thumbs, so maybe not the best uh, start this week. Sterling Shepard, Giants passing game, not much to write home about to begin with, and he's got a back injury on top of this, so maybe not a good start against Dallas this week. Will Fuller, the fifth, uh, hamstring injury, Devontae Parker, fingery, finger injury, uh, Jermaine Curse, uh, abdomen injury, and Terrell Pryor, ankle injury, so not a good week to be a uh, Jets wide receiver, unless your name's uh, Robbie Anderson.
1: True, true. Although Sam Darnold does oh. enjoy throwing to opposing teams, so he could still complete some passes.
0: Well, only on the first uh, play of the game, but uh, at least that was the pick it only takes next, one. But, uh, it only <laughs> takes one. Indeed, it does. So, in terms of wide receiver guys to pick up off the waiver wire, Ted Ginn Jr., the Seemingly ageless, one still, you know, performing at a high level with uh, New Orleans as long as Drew Brees is there. Cameron Meredith is uh, easing into the situation there. He's probably a decent play, and he's got Cleveland's defense this week. Um, just mentioned Quincy Enunwa on the injury report. Somebody might want to consider picking up um, against you know, to play against Miami if you know, he looks healthier toward like. He looks like he's going to start uh, as we get later on in the week. Dante Pettis, rookie wide receiver for San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo looked his way four or five times in week one, and they've got the Detroit Lions uh, week two, so that's good. Uh, Geronimo Allison, who you called out last week, only the number three wide receiver in Green Bay, but uh, had himself a nice game week one. and yeah. uh, Maybe not the ideal matchup against Minnesota this week, but. Uh, he's he's definitely someone to look at for the longer term. Philip Dorsett had a nice uh, week one game for Tom Brady and match up against Jacksonville week two not ideal but again longer term play. Uh, John Brown with Baltimore. Chris Goodwin with Tampa Bay. Paul Beasley who had a nice game for your Cowboys week one and gets the Giants week two. Uh, Literally the only wide receiver I like on that team. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Terrell Williams, who may be losing ground as the second wide receiver in the Chargers, and maybe the other Williams, Mike Williams, who's uh, supplanting him. But uh, this early in the season, it's not clear yet. So consider him Willie Sneed the fourth, uh, who I didn't realize was Willie Sneed the fourth until this season. He's Willie Sneed IV, if you prefer. He's uh, um, got a (laughs) matchup against the Bengals this week. Brandon Marshall, back from the dead, going up against Chicago. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, if he's not um, more of a longer-term consideration uh, this week, he's got a concussion and uh, less than an ideal matchup against Philadelphia, but take a look. Uh, Jakeem Grant with Miami is more of a return specialist, but given that uh, you know, Devontae Parker is still nursing the fingery injury there for Miami, he may get some more snaps against the Jets again. And then Bruce Ellington with uh, Houston going up against uh, Tennessee this week. So quite a long list of wide receivers, both on the injured list and in the waiver wire uh, pickups this week.
1: Those wide receivers, they're an injured bunch. Every week it gets us.
0: It does. So now on to the quarterbacks. Several of your favorites are on that list. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Can we
1: just talk about? Comeback. Can we talk about what Aaron Rodgers did on one leg in that second half? That was pretty incredible. Yeah.
0: That was uh, coming back from 20 points on one leg is. Fans probably bigger... less
1: excited about it. I will say.
0: <laughs> yes. So. Uh, Sorry guys. Definitely one of the bigger quarter comebacks in his career, but he's got to uh, come back. You know this week against the top <laughs> Vikings defense. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to start, but uh, I'm not sure that that'll necessarily I'm be pretty sure job.
1: he only has one leg that works. He's going to start, no, but I, I don't know to if... going start, but gonna I'm, start.
0: I'm not sure that you'll want to start him depending on what other options you've got on your roster this week. Ben Roethlisberger has an elbow injury. He said today he could play, but you know, took the day off as a precaution. Carson Wentz is going to miss again the game for the Eagles this week. So uh, if you want to start an Eagles quarterback this week, it should be Nick Foles and not Carson Wentz. And Marcus Mariota, and Ben also has an elbow injury and uh, listed as questionable for this week. So all sorts of options abound on the waiver wire this week. Three in particular that I want to draw attention to, Tyrod Taylor, or Tyrod Taylor if you prefer. With Cleveland, um, good matchup against New Orleans secondary. I don't know if you'll be able to uh, do to them. Uh, um, you know, uh, what? Um,
1: I mean, I'm he looks he now. looks pretty good. That that just heat the ball downfield to Jarvis Landry. That that works. I'm into it.
0: Yeah, I what I was, the name I was trying to recall just now was Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick's name. I'm not sure you'll have quite the success that Ryan Fitzpatrick did, uh, much to my surprise, but still uh, considering Well,
1: Socrates, neither of us saw that going the way it did.
0: No, no. Uh, Not a lot of people did. No, Mm -hmm. certainly not. Uh, Case Keenum out there in a lot of leagues still, a nice matchup against Oakland this week and Sam Darnold, who I was somewhat skeptical about, but Had a nice debut going up against Miami this week. Those are the three that I would be most interested in picking up off the waiver wire if they're available. If not, uh, some other names I would look at. Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, not a great matchup against the Eagles this week. Ryan Tannehill, maybe a better matchup, but probably less talent to work with uh, going up against the Jets. Joe Flacco, wiped out Buffalo, but I don't really expect him to have nearly that much success against Cincinnati. Andy Dalton um, with Cincinnati, uh, nice week game week one against Indy, but I don't expect him to repeat that success against the Ravens. And then finally uh, Mitchell Trubisky uh, going up against Seattle, maybe not as bad a matchup as it would have been in previous years, but I'm still not completely sold on him.
1: So you're you're not excited about Josh Allen being the starter this week, huh? Not and don't want to pick uh, him up on the waiver wire. <laughs>
0: No, he is not a recommended option for Waverwire. <laughs> uh I know you disagree with me there, but uh, nothing I've seen so far is No, I don't I
1: don't necessarily think you need to run. I think he'll be available for a while. <laughs> but...
0: I think you could probably limp on one leg like uh Aaron Rodgers has. Um yeah. uh, Carson Wentz has. He's still very
1: effective still on that one leg. Get there in time. I mean it works. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs um, to like I, I don't think
0: don't think there's going to be too much of a rush to uh, to uh, get Josh Allen off the waiver wire, but uh, color me cynical still. So tight ends, uh, another banged up bunch. Uh, we've got uh, Greg Olson who missed most of last season with a back injury now was supposedly, you know, uh, still, you know, questionable about the back injury going into the season, but uh, lo and behold, now it's his foot that's going to make him miss this week. Uh, Delaney Walker, who a lot of people, you know, would group in with uh, Greg Olson in the bunch right after the top three tight ends, he's uh, injured his ankle in week one. He's going to miss the rest of the season, so he's on IR. Don't, you know, want to get him yeah. off your roster unless you're in a dynasty league. Austin, Austin Sperry and Jenkins, who I would have considered picking up um, this week against New England, but he's got a core muscle injury, might still be worth picking up. Just keep an eye on him for later in the week. Uh, Nance McDonald with Pittsburgh, uh, missed Week 1, foot's still bothering him. And then Aiden Hurst, who missed uh, Week 1 for Baltimore, is going to miss uh, the rookie tight end, is going to miss um, Week 2 as well. So a lot of banged-up tight ends in terms of who you want to pick up to replace them. Eric Ebron had a nice debut for the Colts. Uh, you were right, Andrew Luck looked better than I thought he would. against I'm Cincinnati. excited about it. And I think he's got a better matchup in Week 2 against Washington. Ben Watson for New Orleans going up against Cleveland. Will Disley, the rookie tight end for Seattle, I'm not Sold on him yet, especially when I mean, he came out of nowhere.
1: Geez.
0: Chicago. No, he, he definitely did. I mean, he was advertised as a running, as a blocking uh, tight end, uh, running tight end. Would be pretty
1: yeah, he's got a good hand for blocking and tight He'll take a
0: carries, fight and be an HVAC rather than a tight end, but uh, not somebody that was on most people's radars going into last week, but uh, someone that if you're desperate might make a good pickup or a longer term specular pickup. Austin Superian Jenkins, again, I'd like him more if he didn't have the core injury. Antonio Gates, I think, might uh, fare a little bit better. Didn't do too much week one in the loss against the Chiefs, but uh, going up against Buffalo, I like him a lot better. And then a trio of Baltimore tight ends. Yeah, I'm not sure which one to recommend above the others, but Nick Boyle, Mark Andrews, and Mac Williams. Max Williams all had a nice uh, opening week uh, going up against the Bills, but then again, pretty much anybody on the Ravens roster who was in a fantasy lineup probably fared pretty well week one against the Bills, with the uh, notable exception of the aforementioned Hayden Hurst.
1: There you go. I can get on board with those.
0: So now that I'm about out of breath and uh, now know how you feel when you do the injury <laughs> report uh, and the way the Welcome so, to my so, world. <laughs> yes, Don't no. worry, I'll
1: be back to full it's strength me. next week. I'll be street legal. Thank okay, and I'm very
0: grateful and thankful for that. Uh, let's um, start <laughs> hitting the the top uh, the recommended and avoid list by position for this week, starting off with, with, um, with tight ends, uh, not tight ends. Why am I saying that? My mind's running
1: back. I was going right? to say this is, I'm into yeah. it. We're going to mix it up, but we could start with running backs. No,
0: <laughs> let, let's start with running backs in the interest of uh, listener in interest um uh, <laughs> uh, running backs, uh, the ones i like most for this week, Alvin Kamara against Cleveland, Todd Gurley against Arizona, Kareem Hunt against Pittsburgh, James Conner against Kansas City, Ezekiel Elliott against the Giants, Saquon Barkley against Dallas, Derek Henry versus Houston, Dalvin Cook uh, against Green Bay, Jay Ajayi at Tampa Bay, and Jordan Howard versus Seattle. Those are the ones that I like most. How about you?
1: We actually have seven of the same running backs on our list this week. A little different order, but that's kind of a lot. Um, I've got Todd Gurley, number one. Uh, Alvin Kamara, number two. Those are pretty interchangeable for me. I think they're both going to have big weeks. Melvin Gordon's at three. And then I have Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott. I I think there's going to be a a fair amount of running in that game. Not a lot of scoring, unfortunately, but they're rush yards to be had. David Johnson at six, Kareem Hunt at seven. I have Christian McCaffrey at eight, Galvin Cook, and then James Conner rounding out my top ten.
0: Um, yeah, we we did agree on most of those. It's nice to see.
1: Yeah.
0: not necessarily meaningful, but uh, yeah, hopefully it's... Probably actually a bad sign. <laughs> I, I had Melvin Gordon just outside my top ten list, um, but uh, again... There are a couple of tandems that I'm not really... Actually, four tandems that I would recommend, but I'm not really sure who's going to get the bulk of the carries there. And That would be uh, Melvin yeah. Gordon and Austin Eckler for the Chargers. Devonta Freeman, if he's not healthy, I really liked having Coleman a lot against Carolina this week. Uh, the Matt Breida-Alfred Morris combination split carries pretty evenly uh, in Week 1. If I knew that either one of them were going to get the bulk of the carries Week 2 against the Lions... They would be a recommended option for me. And then same deal with uh, Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay in Denver. Not sure which one's going to get the bulk of the carries this week, but uh, if I knew, then they would be a recommended option for me against uh, Oakland this week. On the avoid list, I have David Johnson at the top of my avoid list. You had him on your recommended list. So I'm guessing we see Arizona (laughs) a little bit differently this week. Yes, I did pick them to win the division before the season started, but uh, was not at all impressed by week one. And going up against the Rams this week, I expect that uh, Arizona will be playing from behind much of the game, but uh, we'll see there. Um, Leonard Fournette, T.J. Elvin against New England, Sean McCoy against the Chargers, Alex Collins against the Bengals, Kenyon Drake against the Jets, Marshawn Lynch against um, Broncos, the Chris, Car- Chris Carson, Rashad Penny combination against just the Bears and Peyton Barber um, at going up against the Eagles. So Those round out my uh, avoid list for this week.
1: Yeah, other than David Johnson, obviously, I don't have too much of an issue with it. Um, Marshawn Lynch-, Lynch is on my list as well. Kenyon Drake, Carlos Hyde, Matt uh, Breda, and at all in San Francisco, Isaiah Crowell. Any of the Patriots running backs? I don't care which one it is. I know some some are healthy, some are playing, some are not. I, I, don't, I don't want to take the risk. I don't want to play these games. I'm done. I'm done with it. Ty Montgomery, Theo Riddick, Derrick Henry, and Jordan Wilkins rounding out my top ten, or my, I guess, bottom ten.
0: Okay, so we see Derek Henry and David Johnson a little bit differently this week. So Just a little bit. See how our PR game predictions uh, I think
1: you may people. be a little bit more optimistic about that Miami-Tennessee game than I am, which is strange.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see, um, especially since that game was last week. But uh,
1: Oh, sorry, um, My, Miami and Tennessee games, that's what I'm trying to say here. Yes,
0: Miami and Tennessee games, <laughs> yes. Well, well, that hurricane, or not hurricane, but that uh, thunder and lightning storm delayed the game so often it wouldn't. Yes, yes. for so long, it wouldn't be surprising. That That wasn't a good game, and it just never, ever
1: ended. That was brutal.
0: Yeah, but I'm I'm surprised as many fans stuck that out to the end as as did, even if it was the opening game. They must have have made a
1: killing on beer sales at that game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for the people that stayed, yeah. But, oh, uh, yeah. They, yeah. they made I'm it sure a, there like, weren't,
1: three games worth.
0: And I'm sure the cops could have made even more money doing a, a sobriety checkpoint right outside the
1: True, game
0: that true. Ended. Look at
1: this. And we are innovators. We
0: are. we are. We are. We've got the entrepreneurial spirit cities. going here. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we should uh, ditch the football progn- prognostication and uh, speech yeah. therapy. We're going to be uh, on with something here. To, into just some kind of money-making, consulting uh, opportunities. So let's uh, move on to the wide receivers then. For me, uh, Mike Thomas going up against Cleveland's defense is at the top of my list this week. Julio Jones, number two. Tyreek Hill, number three. Keenan Allen, number four. Brandon Cooks, five. Antonio Brown, six. Robert Woods, seven. Pierre Garcon, eight. Nelson Aguilar, nine. Ted Genn Jr. rounding out my top ten. Honorable mention to Paul okay. Richardson, Sammy Watkins, Mike Williams, and Dante Pettis.
1: All right, our top is looking a little bit different. I have Antonio Brown, at number one overall for me. Michael Thomas, a close second. Got your boy Odell Beckham Jr. at third. Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, Tyree Kill, T.Y. Hilton, Mike Evans, Adam Steelen, and A.J. Green.
0: All right. You'll be uh, happy to know that uh, Mike Evans is actually at the top of my avoid list uh, going into this week, and others on my avoid list. That's why our show exists. Others on our avoid <laughs> on my avoid list are Larry Fitzgerald, Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, Kenny Stills, and Kelvin Benjamin. I didn't hear too many of them Thank other you. than Mike Evans up on your. Uh, Recommended
1: list, yeah. so I'm hoping that uh, bodes well for overlap here. Yeah, you know, we've got some
0: contradiction um,
1: I, I've got Chris, Chris Hogan on my list, Corey Davis, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Randall Cobb, Chris Godwin, Sammy Watkins, uh, Sterling Shepard, who we talked about before, is a little beat up, Kelvin Benjamin, and Jordy Nelson.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. Amount of overlap on there, not as much as we agree. I, I guess we agreed
1: on too to many running backs. We had to, you know, it had to happen.
0: the scales <laughs> back to balancing out. Exactly.
1: Or so, equilibrium has feeling, been restored.
0: Yes, so let's test that by moving on to quarterbacks now. And I'm guessing at least uh, one of the guys on my avoid list is going to be on yours as well, but we'll see. Uh, starting off on a, a more optimistic note, my the ones that I really like a lot this week: Drew Brees, uh, Jared Goff two, Matt Ryan three, Philip Rivers four, Patrick Mahomes five, Jimmy Garoppolo six, Alex Smith seven, Kirk Cousins eight, Nick Foles nine, and Marcus Mariota if he's healthy enough to stand up on his one leg, uh, rounding out my top ten for this week.
1: Okay. Okay. A little different. a Little different. <laughs>
0: How many did we? Agree my list with?
1: might. My list might sound like your avoid list is what it could sound like. Um, Drew Brees, top of my list. Jared Goff, so we're good there. Ben Roethlisberger, Alex Smith, Andrew Luck, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, and Philip Rivers.
0: Okay. It'll, it'll did be, uh, I just read your avoid please. list? <laughs> no, but you did uh, mention the headliner, and that's Russell Wilson. He would be at the top of my avoid list for this week. Uh, Derek Carr would also be on my avoid list. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Joe Flacco, Sam Bradford, who probably wasn't on anybody's uh, recommended list going into the week, and then uh, Josh Allen would uh, round out my avoid list. But, uh, so much
1: hatred of Josh Allen. <laughs>
0: tell me, tell me where, uh, tell me where you think I'm off.
1: Okay, so uh, I agree with that. Uh, so that that's good. We've got that. Uh, Sam Darnold at the top of my list, Marcus Mariota, who, again, I'm a real sympathizer of, but I just can't do it this week, Mitchell Trubisky, Andy Dalton, Ryan Tannehill, Case Keenum, Dak Prescott, and Eli Manning.
0: I can agree with most of those. I just had them kind of in the, my uh, middle ground, the Netherlands, yeah. between the... Absolutely, The no-man's
1: land of, of our like, list.
0: Yeah, the no-man's land, the purgatory. But, <laughs> uh, it's probably a function more of uh, how we see this week's games playing out. And Which I think season. is
1: going to be interesting from how this is going so far.
0: Yes. My guess is we're going to disagree on more than the three games we disagreed on for week one. But, I'm thinking uh, so. Uh, we'll we'll <laughs> hold off for a couple more minutes while we cover the tight ends and the defenses, and then we'll see what's up with our uh, game predictions then. So tight (laughs) ends, almost there. Spence is killing the audience, I'm sure, but uh, so let's keep right on marching then. Tight ends, Rob Gronkowski, I'm really going out on a limb there, uh, putting him at the top of my recommended list. But uh, my number two will probably surprise you a bit, and that's George Kittle going up against Detroit. Uh, The other two-thirds... Two-thirds of the big three, Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz are three and four on my list. The somewhat healthy or temporarily healthy Jordan Reed, number five on my list. Kyle Rudolph, six. Ben Watson, seven. Antonio Gates, eight. Jonu Smith, who's taking over for, oh, why am I blanking here? This is embarrassing, for Delaney <laughs> Walker in Tennessee. Yeah, uh, would be ninth on my list. And Trey Burton didn't show much last week, one reception, but I'm going to go it's back okay. to it's the back. this week. And then, We're going to uh, be Austin, all right. And Austin Hooper and Tyler Higbee, neither of whom did much in week one, but uh, I'm expecting more out of their respective teams' passing attacks in week two. So I would uh, put them on the list if you're um, in a deeper league or just looking to pick up somebody off the waiver wire to replace uh, Delaney Walker.
1: Okay, we don't have too, too many differences. I'm I'm definitely mourning the loss of Delaney Walker, though. I was very sad about that Sunday. Um, I, shocker of all shocks, also have Rob Gronkowski at the top of my list. I don't have George Kittle quite as high as you do. I have Zach Ertz at two, Jordan Reed, Travis Kelsey, Jack Doyle, and uh, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph. George Kittle's actually eight on my list. Trey Burton at nine, and Jimmy Graham rounding out my top ten. I figure... Quarterback with one leg probably should find his tight end at some point. That would be nice.
0: I would hope so. I would hope so. That would uh, help his cause quite a bit. Uh,
1: You'd think. Let's see
0: the avoid list. I actually had to have an Ingram on my avoid list, so this should be interesting when we get to the, the Dallas, New York Giants uh, pick. Uh, David Njoku for Cleveland, Jared Cook, uh, Charles Clay, Will Disley. Cameron Braid and O.J. Howard, the the Tampa Bay uh, tandem combo there, and Ricky Seals-Jones. I'm guessing not too many people would have thought of starting him, but if you were looking at picking him up off the waiver wire as a replacement for a Delaney Walker or Greg Olson, I don't think this is the way to start him.
1: Yeah, I can agree with you there. I definitely want to stay far away from the O.J. Howard, Cameron Brayton, uh, tandem there, the Eagles actually do pretty well against tight ends. I have Tyler Eifert on my list as well. Um, Austin Hooper's on my avoid list. Antonio Gates is as well as Charles Clay. Will Disley, who we talked about, uh, we don't anticipate that kind of game every week out of him. If I'd, I'd love to be wrong about it, but I don't think this is a week. And um, Ricky Seals Jones was on my list as well.
0: Yeah, the only thing I think with Will Disley, and again, you know, he's kind of just. You don't really know what's going on there at this point, but if you had to pick, you you would probably err on the side of uh, being cautious about putting him in your lineup or on your roster, but the only scenario that I can see where he does as well in week two as he did in week one is if Chicago's just bringing the pain on defense and Russell Wilson doesn't have enough time to, you know, look downfield to throw to his receivers and just, contained and doesn't true. really have the chance to I could
1: definitely see a scrample. scenario where Then that I happens. could maybe
0: see him uh, targeting Will Disley a fair amount again this week, but uh, we'll see. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like that's kind of what happened against Denver. Denver obviously has a good pass rush, but uh, we'll see uh, if maybe Chicago can uh, copy that model, but that's really the only scenario under which I'm guessing that Will Disley gets targeted anywhere near as often as he did week one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can I can get down with that.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's move on to defenses then and say more about them when uh, we're going over the game predictions. But the three that really stand out for me as, start, as, as starts this week are Denver at home against Oakland, Rams at home against Arizona, and the Chargers on the road against Buffalo. Those really stand out for me. Uh, a second tier for me would be Chicago at home against Seattle, Philadelphia on the road against Tampa Bay and Cincinnati at home against Baltimore. And then uh, further down the line, Atlanta, New Orleans, Tennessee, the Jets, Minnesota, New England, and Dallas. I think you could put any of those names in a hat and pick one out and have a pretty good shot at uh, scoring some points on defense this week.
1: Yeah, I think I like Houston a little better than you do. Um, and I, I might have the Eagles and the Jaguars a little higher than you do as well, but overall I don't have too many issues.
0: Okay. So mm-hmm. on my avoid list, I've got uh, Cleveland, Carolina, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Arizona, and Detroit. You know, that's not ten, but those are the ones that um, the seven or so that, that struck me as being most obvious ones to avoid. How about you?
1: Uh, I've got Indianapolis, Washington, uh, the Jets, Steelers, Kansas City, Seattle, Green Bay, Carolina, Arizona, and Tampa Bay.
0: Okay, so some overlap there. Might have had a little more a little
1: bit, if I had gotten
0: lazy and cut off my list after seven instead of. uh that's
1: all ten, right.
0: But we'll uh, see.
1: Like that to me, so, there's there's probably like two games I see being more of shootouts than the rest, and all of those defenses are on my avoid list.
0: And it sounds like uh, Pittsburgh and Kansas City is one of those two games. And- it
1: It is. But
0: yeah. well, my uh, result gosh. might surprise you. Okay. Um, I have <laughs> a feeling it might not, because I have a feeling based on that that we might have picked the the same underdog there, but uh, anyway, we'll get to that. I just
1: want to. Minute. I just want to go on record as I, even I cannot find a way to justify picking Cleveland to win this week. So.
0: <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> I. Yeah. That's. that's um,
1: I tried. I tried. I it couldn't t- do it.
0: Uh, that's going to be a tough one. I mean, if New Orleans loses at home to Cleveland after losing at home to. Tampa Bay their season's gonna play That's out it. a lot differently. Than, Pack it in. And I thought we're might.
1: relegating them to college football. They gotta they gotta play Alabama next. It's done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I still think even the I don't know, name name the team you think is the worst team in football right now, whether it's uh Oakland, which is probably your pick, or uh the Giants, which would probably be my pick. I think either one of those would manhandle Alabama. So you know, it's just to me, that yeah, just points out so. uh, discrepancy between the, the pro game and the college game. But uh, you know, it used to be they had a game at the end of the season. They would have uh, the college All-American all team playing against the defending Super Bowl champ, I think. I, I'm not sure. Probably a good 25 or 30 years since they did away with that. But that was always a, a neat exhibition game. But yeah. Uh, even so, That's the, interesting. yeah, and of course the Super Bowl team would usually win that, but yeah, even if you, you put the, the team with the number one pick in the NFL draft up against the, the college champ, I, I think there would be a pretty big uh, disparity there.
1: Yeah, I think so. I'm with you there.
0: Okay, so in terms of individual game predictions, why don't we uh, get to it uh First, the Thursday night game, Cincinnati hosting Baltimore. Cincinnati eked out a victory against Indianapolis. Baltimore pounded Buffalo at home in a a downpour. Um, I'm expecting that uh, Cincinnati will uh, eke out a victory in this game. I think the teams are pretty evenly matched, but short week and at home, even though the, the visiting teams tended to do pretty well in the Thursday night games, Last season, I'm going to go with the Bengals at home. Here, I'll say Cincinnati 24, Baltimore 21.
1: Okay, we are very close on score. <laughs> I'm but actually taking. I think pick
0: the same team.
1: What a surprise! Right off the bat. Um, No, I think Baltimore is going to win this game. I think they win 24-20. I like what I saw out of them last week. Granted, it was not the toughest matchup in the world, but I think that Baltimore's got the chance to be a real legitimate team this year. I'm excited about them. Got Lamar Jackson coming in doing some weird trick plays. I'm into it.
0: I I take back what I said before about Oakland and the Giants being the worst (laughs) team right now. I I think Buffalo probably takes that hands down based on – it's, it's not good out
1: there. It's really not I'm good in I'm not expecting
0: out. much improvement if they insist on sticking with uh, Josh Allen as their quarterback, but we'll see. What would be really interesting for me is if they wind up at the end of the season with the number one pick and Josh Allen doesn't show much, uh, whether they're going to be tempted to just uh, write that off as a bad one-year experiment or whether they'll uh, be stubborn. Well, I mean, and having and an offensive
1: line, line would certainly help make any quarterback there look better.
0: I think you could put Josh Allen behind the Steelers' offensive line or or any other offensive line, the, the Rams' offensive line, and I, I still think that the result would not be pretty.
1: Really? just You just hate Josh Allen? Just not a fan.
0: I don't hate him. I, I, I have nothing against him personally. I, mean, I think I you might.
1: Think,
0: <laughs> no, I just think when you get a guy with a, a sub-60% completion percentage in college and then the pro game moves faster than that. I just don't see where that improvement is going to come from, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I, I still yeah. think the smarter play for them if they really thought Josh Allen was their quarterback in the future would have been to hang on to A.J. McCarron and let him start and let Josh Allen sort of get used to the, the speed of the NFL game and practices and from the sidelines, but uh, anyway, I'm just an observer who has never set foot on an NFL field, unless you count the one time I ran a 5K on the Giants. That counts? You've football.
1: definitely set foot on an NFL field.
0: I have, so, all right. See? Um, moving, moving right along, if we want to finish the show on time, uh, first to the <laughs> Sunday early games, we've got Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta didn't show much. Week one, Carolina did, but uh, I think Atlanta's going to Bounce back in their home opener, and I'm expecting them to win this. I'll go with Atlanta by a touchdown, Atlanta 31, Carolina 24.
1: I'm taking Atlanta 21-20. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Atlanta wins, but I'm not expecting – I want Atlanta to be a lot better. i picked pick them to win the Super Bowl, but I think they're just off to a bit of a sluggish start. When want to get a little healthier, figure out what's going on at running back here. And, uh, you know, Carolina – as much as I didn't enjoy watching what they did last week to the Cowboys, you know, they're, they're going to be a factor. I'm going to just – this will be the most competitive game the two teams have this season, but I'm going to take Atlanta.
0: So here we are worrying about whether it's Devonta Freeman or uh, Tevin Coleman that's going to get the ball for the carries uh, this week. i will watch it be Ito Smith, and if that happens, then everybody will be running to the waiver wire to pick him up next week.
1: Yeah, and then we'll start this game all over again, and we'll never pick right. Shanna Hannigan's rears its ugly head.
0: Let's uh, move on. Uh, Cleveland at New Orleans. Cleveland, surprising tie at home versus Pittsburgh in Week 1. New Orleans, surprising defeat at at home, Week 1 at the hands of uh, Tampa Bay. That was probably the game that surprised me most last week. Uh, I'm going to go back to the well with uh, New Orleans here. I I don't know what happened on defense last week, but I think they'll get it uh, fixed, hopefully, for them. And, it's uh, got to
1: be better. I think
0: the offense it will can't be fine. Be worse. And I'll, pick, I'll pick New Orleans to win by a couple of touchdowns again. Uh, up in New Orleans, 38, Cleveland, 24.
1: I've got New Orleans winning. Uh, I have them winning 31 21, still showing Cleveland some respect. I like what they're doing. Like I said, I will watch Tyrod, don't call him Tyrod Taylor, throw all day to Jarvis Landry down the field. Um, I was I was happy with some of the things I saw last week. Sure, they were playing in the rain. Ben might may not have been hurt, whatever. Um, but I think Cleveland's better than a lot of people give him credit for. I'm on board. So they're only going to lose by so 10 what do this do you You're welcome.
0: <laughs> speaking of Cleveland, what do you think of people that have Josh Gordon on their fantasy teams? Is that just a one-week or Do you really think Jarvis Landry's going to be their number one receiver? Do you think both of them I, can – I think think Jarvis Landry
1: probably will be the number one receiver. I just think he's a little bit steadier. He's going to be more consistent for you. But I think Josh Gordon is a very good option to have on your team. Love him as a deeper league wide receiver or a flex option because Cleveland's going to have to throw all year. They're going to have to throw all the time. As long as Tyrod Taylor can stay on his feet. If Baker Mayfield comes in, I'm way less excited about this. But as long as Tyrod Taylor's there, I like it.
0: Okay, next up, we've got Houston at Tennessee. Tennessee, disappointing loss to Miami week one. Houston, I would say not an unexpected loss to New England, but I think most people expected Deshaun Watson to show a little bit more than he did. definitely looked like he had some rust. Um, I'm going to go with the unhealthy quarterback over the the seemingly healthy one here. I'm going to pick Tennessee to win this at home by four points. Tennessee 28, Houston 24.
1: Okay, I'm actually taking Tennessee to win two. Even if Blaine Gabbert's playing, I'm taking him to win 24-21. I'm not as excited about Houston as everyone else is. Everyone touts how great Deshaun Watson is on third down, and, like, that's that's wonderful, but that means they're not very good on first and second down. And there were, there was a lot of rust, there was a lot of mistakes, and, you know, I, I don't see that getting dramatically better this week.
0: Okay. So uh, so far we're great on three of the four games. Next up we've got it Indianapolis at Washington. Yeah, I, I think this one might break our uh, relative string here. Indianapolis at Washington. Uh, I expect a good close game here. Uh, both both teams uh, um, did better than I thought they would week one. I think this will be. I don't know if I would call this a shootout, but I think it'll be a relatively high-scoring game. I'll go with Washington in their home opener
1: to win this 30 to 27. Oh my God. We I have Washington winning 31, <laughs> 27.
0: So why are we off by a
1: point? I really <laughs> wanted to pick Indianapolis, but I just think, I just think overall Washington is, just has a little bit more in the way of options. And and I think that they can use their run game and kind of exploit this, but I don't like picking Washington to win, but here we are.
0: Well, we do. We both did pick Washington, as luck would have it.
1: I know. Yeah. Oh, I don't like it. No, My bosses will be happy when I go back to work tomorrow, though I guess they'll be happy to yeah. let me come back to work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you can tell them your voice is still bothering you, that you re-injured yourself. I'm on, on a snap because, count. Sorry, well,
1: guys. Yeah, yeah Exactly. <laughs> I work for I oh. work for a Redskins fan and an Eagles fan. It's a miracle they haven't fired me yet.
0: Yeah, I, I work with miracle. a bunch of Eagles fans and it's a, it's, it's a Giants fan. It's not it's great. It's pretty uh, amazing that I, I haven't blown a gasket or, or just uh, run from a burning building yet. So well, next yeah, up it's we've
1: totally
0: got like, uh, time. Yeah, there, there is. So next up we've got Kansas City at Pittsburgh and both on the same wavelength here. I think we're both picking an upset. I'm going to go with uh, Kansas City by a field goal. I'll pick uh, Kansas City 31 to Pittsburgh 28 in one of the weekly, uh, one of the games I expect to be a shootout this week.
1: Yeah, I'm taking Kansas City 35-30. So I'm I'm even more on the Patrick Mahomes bandwagon this week. It feels weird. I don't think it's going to last very long, but I, I just, I don't know. Pittsburgh, I mean, they didn't, didn't, do a ton to impress me. Uh, Kansas City is going to be a tougher matchup, and, you know, Ben Roethlisberger not being healthy. It's it's going to be tough to throw as many INTs to the other team when your elbow's hurting, but I think he's going to find a way.
0: Maybe he can try throwing left-handed. I mean, he is. He's got another... I would I
1: solution. would enjoy seeing that. I would be much more interested in this game. <laughs> well,
0: Speaking of somebody who could probably be equally effective throwing with his left hand, we've got Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills it's going up against the Los Angeles Chargers this week. And uh, as you might expect, even if Philip Rivers were playing with his left hand and Josh Allen were playing with his right hand, I would still pick the Chargers handily in this game. But as it is, since we will both be using their right arms, I'm going to go with uh, Philip Rivers and the Chargers to double up the Bills. Um, in their home opener, I'm going to say uh, Chargers 34, Bills 17.
1: Yeah, I, I have the Chargers winning 35, 17. This is we're even close on scores so far. So I mean, it just again, it's Buffalo is just sad. Like Lashawn McCoy was a ghost in that game. There was nothing good was happening. I can't even recommend Charles Clay as a good start. It's it's a confusing time.
0: Yeah, not not a fun time to be a Bills fan, for sure. Next up, no. we've got uh, Miami visiting the New York Jets. And, of course, the New York tabloids are full of uh, Sam the Savior headlines after Sam Darnold uh, got off to a rocky start, throwing a pick six on his first uh, regular season NFL pass, but uh, certainly turned it around after that, two or three touchdown passes. We didn't think the, those
1: Monday night games were going to be that competitive, but... Definitely in a different way for that first one.
0: <laughs> for the first one, yes, we were right. It wasn't competitive, but I think both you and I thought it was yeah. uncompetitive in the in the opposite direction. But
1: uh,
0: yeah, I, I almost. How you feel about uh, that Matt our... Stafford
1: number one overall quarterback preseason pick right now? You sticking with it? When you think I, it's just a little bump in the road?
0: When I did the opening tonight, instead of uh, coming to you from uh, the eye of Hurricane. Uh, Lawrence, I almost said coming to you from the Detroit Lions huddle because the Jets uh, apparently knew what was coming Monday night, and I can't believe that after you know, he's been an NFL starting quarterback for six or seven uh, years now that uh, that he was uh, committing the NFL equivalent of tipping his pitches, but uh, something was, was certainly not right there, but I think whatever it is, I, I'm confident they'll get it fixed, and I expect that was just a glitch. If the same kind of thing happens this week, then uh, I might have to start questioning that. But uh, I'll give him a pass, uh, pun intended, for week one. So anyway, like game, back, back to the matter at hand with the Jets and the Dolphins. I'm going to pick the Jets at home to win by a field goal. I'll say the Jets uh, 27, Dolphins 24. And I know you're going to pick the Dolphins.
1: I sure am. I sure am. I'm not. On, I'm not on the Jets bandwagon. I don't think what happened last week is going to be the norm. Um, Miami still really suspect, and we we still don't really know what to make of them after that marathon game. But I've got them winning twenty three twenty one. Okay. I still believe in Ryan Tannehill. So. <laughs> it's just me and his family, but we're, we're still believers.
0: Yeah, I I won't go so far as to say Sam I am, but uh, I definitely think Sam Darnold's uh, future uh, prospects are a lot brighter than Ryan Tannehill's, uh, even based on the small sample size, but uh, we'll see. Next up, we've got Minnesota Mm -hmm. visiting Green Bay. Um, Aaron Rodgers on one leg. I know he's incredible, but I'm still gonna pick uh, the, the healthier quarterback and the healthier uh, defense here. I'm going to go with the Vikings on the road to win by a field goal, Minnesota 27, Green Bay 24.
1: Surprise you by actually also picking Minnesota to win this game. I love That's what Aaron Rodgers did last week, and I, I think he could do it all the time. I believe that he's still an elite quarterback with one leg, but you're not playing the Bears. Uh, you know, you're not – the adrenaline's not pumping – your legs sore. This is a terrible defense to face with one leg. It's not great with two legs, but I just – I would be surprised. Not totally shocked, but I would be surprised if Green Bay won this game. I've got Minnesota winning 27-24. They'll keep it competitive. They'll keep it close. Uh, I just – that Minnesota defense is too good.
0: So finally, after being lost by one point on a couple games, we got the exact same score for one, so – Feeling better about yeah. life now. So
1: things are uh, weird. Speaking things are of, getting weird.
0: <laughs> speaking of uh, feeling better about life, we've got the Eagles and Tampa Bay, both who came off of uh, week one victories. Philadelphia is maybe somewhat expected, if not by either of us. Tampa Bay's totally unexpected by most people. Philadelphia, they just uh, their defense uh, did enough to enable the offense to what they needed to do. I think the same script will be followed this week for the Eagles, and I have them winning by touchdown. I'll say Eagles 28, Tampa Bay 21.
1: I've got uh, old Socrates taking Tampa Bay to a victory 30-28. to A little bit more of a shootout, a little higher scoring. Uh, I think Tampa Bay is going to be 2-0. Two, uh, two calling it.
0: All right. Well, so we're up to three games that we disagree on, and I'm sure there will be a few more before this is over.
1: Don't Although worry, Pennsylvania left the state today.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure the next one is not one of the games we're going to be disagreeing on, but uh, we'll see. Probably not. And that's uh, Arizona at the Rams, and even if David Johnson is on your uh, recommended list, hopefully that's because you think he's going to be catching a lot of passes because I can't see him.
1: I do. Actually, I really do. Yards not so many see
0: them getting a lot of, <laughs> can't see him getting a lot of rushing yards against the Rams defense and I'm going to pick the Rams to yeah. double up on the on the Cardinals here I'll say Rams 34 uh, Cardinals
1: 17 I had 31 17 so pretty much the same same ballpark here uh, yeah the the Cardinals didn't do a lot to impress me last week and I think they're going to do less this week although I do think David Johnson's going to catch a ton of passes cuz they're not going to have time to do anything but throw those tiny little out outs.
0: Okay, moving on. Here we've got uh, Detroit at San Francisco. I think this is going to be a really interesting game. I do think San Francisco is going to pull this out, and but I, I think it'll be a high-scoring game, and I'll go with San Francisco 31, Detroit 28. So we'll have plenty of offense on both sides here.
1: Okay, less optimistic. Still definitely not a Jimmy Garoppolo or San Francisco fan. I do think that Jimmy Garoppolo and his gunslinging ways will play a little better against Detroit than they did last week. They can't play a whole lot worse. Um, But I have Detroit winning 27-21. I think this is a little lower scoring, um, mainly because I think both of these offenses are still pretty sloppy right now. And I think the defenses will look a little better, but... I'm going to take Detroit to bounce back. Even on a short week going out west, I think they have something to prove, and that's going to outweigh, uh, you know, kind of the, the other factors at play here. Although, I'm not entirely sure that Matt Stafford's going to survive this season if his offensive line leaves him out the dry like they did last week. He could be dead this week.
0: Yeah, yeah that, that would be yeah. good. Uh, let see, hopefully we no. get that fixed. Alright, next up, we've got Oakland at Denver. I don't suspect we're going to disagree on this game either. The less said the better I'll go with uh, Denver 27, Oakland 14.
1: I'm gonna go with Denver 30, Oakland 20, um, and I would also like and just maybe an ISO cam, like a picture-in-picture of John Gruden during all Raiders games. I just want to watch him exist on the sidelines. I'd really, I'd really like it if he had a headset and I could just hear his running commentary, but I will settle for this.
0: Uh, my guess would be he's going to be back in the TV booth next year or the season after i just
1: i don't know think i think he's gonna, gonna hang around i think i think I you know. guys in oakland i think you're stuck with chucky for a while i hate seeing the stupid dolls in the crowd but whatever i think it's gonna yeah, get better It's got to get worse but it'll get better
0: he's got a hundred million reasons to keep him around but i i think that's gonna go there down go. as a really bad investment but uh, we'll see Next up, we've got uh, New England at Jacksonville. I think this is going to be a really good game. Tom Brady and his magic, Rob Gronkowski and all going up against Jacksonville's defense. Uh, New England's defense is a little bit better than I thought they would be week one. And Jacksonville was able to muster a little bit less offense than I thought they would against the Giants, although some of that may have been weather-related. Anyway, uh, Jacksonville's at home, which uh, hopefully the weather was uh, passed over them by then. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, New England to win that by field goal. I'll take New England 27, Jacksonville 24.
1: Got the same score but the wrong team. Uh, I've got Jacksonville winning 27-24. I actually think New England's defense was better looking as a byproduct of Deshaun Watson not looking great and his receivers not running super good routes here. Tom Brady throwing some interceptions. I don't know why he was throwing in a triple coverage, but whatever. Um, I think he's gonna throw at, at least one, if not two, INTs this week, and I think Jacksonville's gonna their defense is gonna be the difference maker here. They don't have to do a ton on offense, their defense will keep them in the game. I think they're gonna pull off the upset.
0: All right, I feel better now that we've disagreed on five games and we could yeah. potentially disagree on both the <laughs> Sunday night and the Monday night game, but let's see. Uh I'm guessing we're going to pick each other's teams here, or two teams collide, uh, as they often do early in the season at Dallas. Uh, last two seasons, I think they've actually opened the season against each other in Dallas. Uh, yeah. This week, they waited until week two to schedule the Giants at Dallas, but Keep either it way, I think to Dallas to to lose all my excitement for the season in week one, but
1: uh, exactly. so we
0: have... Uh, I'm gonna pick uh your your Cowboys to be my Giants. I'll say Dallas twenty seven, Giants twenty four. But uh actually I'm... this is one of a couple games this week. Uh, the um the um, Pittsburgh, Kansas City game with uh, James Conner and uh Kareem Hunt features features two really good running backs and this is the other game this week that if you love running backs, uh, you'll definitely wanna pull up a chair and watch and um, Ezekiel Elliott versus Saquon Barkley and that should be a really good matchup. But uh again I'll pick Dallas twenty seven, Giants twenty four.
1: It's no shock that I'll be watching this game. <laughs> Granted it's on Sunday night, but um, I'm actually gonna surprise you and as down as I'm feeling about the Cowboys, I'm gonna pick them here to win. Uh they're at home. They need to change the tone. The conversation's all about Des Bryant and
0: kind of Let's the
1: Giants. right now um so i'm I'm going to pick Dallas seventeen thirteen. I think this is gonna be a huge game for both running backs, but it's not gonna reflect a ton in the score here. Uh, both teams still have some room for improvement. I think it's a nice way to put it, <laughs> so i I don't see it being yeah. too high scoring, yeah. Oh.
0: All right, uh, moving on, last game of the week, the uh, Monday night game, we've got Seattle at Chicago. Should be interesting for a number of reasons, but uh, sign me up as a believer in Chicago's uh, new look defense with Khalil Mack. And I'll take them to win this game
1: 27-21. I can't believe how good Khalil Mack looked. I'm, like, terrified when he actually learns that playbook, how good he's going to be. Um but I mean, I don't think he even knows his linemen's names right now. So it's only going to go up from here. I'm actually taking Seattle here, 23-21. Um, I just think that their defense will hang in, and Russell Wilson is going to be better than you think he is. And you know, as long as Mitchell Trubisky doesn't have to run a two-minute offense, he probably will be fine. But I think Seattle will be a little better this week.
0: Okay. So On that note, down six games, so, yeah, yeah, we're doing better. Yeah, again.
1: that's not too bad couple of Daily Fantasy picks for you before we get out of here. Some value picks. You know the names. You can always fit in your lineup. But if you need to save some cash, uh, at quarterback, Case Keenum's great. To Rod Taylor, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Nick Foles. At running back, James Conner is a no-brainer. Is more expensive than last week, but still worth it. Horace Freeman, James White, and LaShawn McCoy. Wide receiver, Devin Funches, Chris Godwin, Quincy Inouye, as long as he plays, Paul Richardson, and Will Fuller, again, pending him playing. At tight end, George Kittle, you can't miss on Ryan Griffith, Jesse James, who's back from the dead for the Steelers and Jack Doyle. And defense-wise, Houston, uh, the Jaguars, Jets, and Buccaneers are all good picks. If you're looking for stacks, the Broncos, Chargers, Rams, and Steelers will not let you down. We will be back next week. We're actually going to be coming to you on Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. From here on out, you'll be finding us at 9 o'clock. We're going to go a little bit later, help those West Coast folks. So we're here to please. And you can find us all week long, fantasyfootballsherpa.com, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the 4th and Inches Show. That's the number 4 THN Inches Show. I'm at JKIM16 and Sherpa's at fantasy underscore Sherpa. We always love hearing from you. So if you've got questions about your lineup, you want to talk football, or you just want to ask us for our picks, we are there for you. (laughs) So Thank you so much for listening. As always, good luck and unless you're playing us.
0: Or giants